googla på som det heter. Man kan skriva Glenn Robinson. Radiostationen heter KISL och är belägen på ett väldigt naturskönt och populärt turistställe, nämligen amerikanska västkusten i Santa Catalina Island. The rapidly rotating records. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to celebrate Helen Clare's birthday, cobble together a segment about cobblers, go to a parade, recap the West Coast Ragtime Festival, and play One Thing, One thing in, in Common. I encourage listeners to make requests for specific songs or artists and to send feedback and suggestions for the show. I received a very nice email last week from Leif Hallin in Sweden. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he's a fellow vintage music radio producer and host of Jazz Etc. on Radio Sigtuna. We've promoted each other's shows, and that was Leif you heard in the intro to this show. Radio Sigtuna has been having some problems lately, not so much with COVID, but with flooding, because thanks to global warming and climate change... Sweden received far less snow than normal last year and much more rain. The station has had to relocate twice to new facilities and is seeking a new home again. They're still managing to get pre-recorded shows on the air at Radio Sigtuna, S-I-G-T-U-N-A dot S-E, and I encourage you to check out Leif's fine show. The four most recent shows are posted on the website and can be downloaded, and even if you don't speak Swedish, the music is universal. Leif also made a suggestion, which I implemented on last week's show and asked if anyone noticed. Apparently no one did, or at least didn't render an opinion. He suggested that I change the way I give record catalog numbers. For no particular reason other than clarity and because it's how Brian Wright recites them on Shellacstack, I've always said each individual number, such as Sunset 1133 or Capital 1295. Because of his military service in the Swedish Signal Corps, Leif suggested I say Sunset 1133 or Capital 1295, which I did on last week's show. With five-digit catalog numbers, it can be a little confusing. For example, 2845 or 200-845 instead of 20845. Maybe from here on out I'll say four- and five-digit catalog numbers differently. 
Maybe I'll keep on saying them individually. Pardon my Swedish, Leif, but Taxo Miket, Medvanliga Halsninger, and Lika Til. Listener Rich in Illinois sent a note some time ago to say he was researching Jack Jackson, particularly his recording of My Very Good Friend the Milkman, on which the discographies and usual sources all claim the female singer is unknown. Rich is convinced that the singer is Helen Clare, and I'm not going to disagree. He noted that she was a longtime vocalist with Jackson, had a very long career, and ended his email with an emphatic, I think she deserves a segment. Again, I'm not going to disagree, and as a matter of fact, this very day marks the birth in 1916 in Bradford, England, of Helen Harrison, better known as singer Helen Clare. When she was around four, the family relocated to Burswood near Perth, Australia, and young Helen toured Australian theaters and concert halls billed as Little Nellie Harrison, Child Wonder. Following the stock market crash, the family returned to Bradford, where her mother got her an agent, and she joined Conry Tate's orchestra at the Majestic Hotel in Harrogate. In 1934, she made her first broadcast on the BBC, and a couple of years later came to the attention of Jack Jackson, whose dance band had a five-year residency at the Dorchester Hotel in London. In 1937, Claire was one of the first female singers to appear on television in a program called Cabaret Cartoons. In 1941, she went freelance and worked for a wide variety of BBC programs, including Music While You Work, Composer Cavalcade, and It's All Yours, which featured the young Petula Clark. Along with her friend Vera Lynn, Claire was a Forces sweetheart, making radio broadcasts to troops during World War II, after which she performed variety and light music until the 1960s, when she had a mild heart attack. She continued taking singing lessons and was an active member of the Wallington Operatic Society into the 1990s. At age 100, she returned to the Dorchester Hotel for a celebration and released a CD of her recordings. Helen Clare died on September 15, 2018, just short of her 102nd birthday. Here are three from Helen Clare. Very good friend, the postman says, 
that it would make his burden less if we both had the same address. And he suggests that you should marry me. Shall we help him? Then there's a very friendly fellow who prints all the latest real estate news. About what? Every day he sends me blueprints of cottages with country views. My very good friend, neighbors say that they've been watching things I do, and they believe that I love you. So I suggest that you should marry me. What do you say? Walking out of May and wants to make a future day, and he suggests that you should marry me. Oh, he did. And my very good friend, the baker says, I guarantee that I could bake a very scrumptious wedding cake. Yum yum. He suggests that you should marry me. Then there's my friend who runs the travel bureau. What did he say? He told me to come again soon. Next time bring my lucky hero to plan a perfect honeymoon. Uh -oh. oh, my very good friend, Grateful says that she has things down at the store yeah. to help me fill my bottom drawer. Mm. So I'll give in and you shall marry me. Okay. Thank you. 
started off our tribute to Helen Clare with my very good friend The Milkman from HMV BD 281, recorded October 4th, 1924. Fats Waller recorded it over here, and my very good friend The Milkman was written by Johnny Burke and Harold Spina. She's best known for her association with Jack Jackson, but next we heard Helen Clare with Jay Wilbur and his orchestra on November 19th, 1937. That was Whispers in the Dark, written by Leo Robin and Frederick Hollander from Rex 9188. We finished up with Good Night Wherever You Are, with Harry Leader and his band, recorded May 31st, 1944, I think at the Astoria Ballroom in London, and issued on Regal Xonophone MR3735. Good Night Wherever You Are was written by the trio of Dick Robertson, Al Hoffman, and Frank Weldon. 
I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Last week we had a Shoemaker segment with just two records. I ran out of time to play the third record I had lined up, but it's probably just as well because that record, which starts off this segment, doesn't belong with those other two, and I'll explain exactly why at the end. Here's Yasha Heifetz. Thank you. 
bubble and slipper and shoon From the rise of sun to the set of moon Cobble and cobble as best I may Cobble all night and cobble all day And I sing as I cobble this doleful lay All stouter I cobble the less iron For the soul's near crack nor the apple's turn The better my work the less my pay But work can only be done one way And as I cobble with needle and thread I judge the world by the way they tread Heels worn thick and the soul's worn thin Toes turned out and the toes turned in There's food for thought in a sandal skin For prince and commoner, poor and rich Stand in need of the cobbler's speech why then worry what lies before? Hang this life by a thread no more. I sit and cobble and slipper and shoon from the rise of sun to the set of moon Cobble and cobble as best I may Cobble all night and cobble all day And I sing as I cobble this doleful Yasha Heifetz, considered by many to be the greatest violin virtuoso since Paganini, was born January 20, 1901, in Vilnius, the present-day capital of Lithuania. He made his first recordings in Russia in 1910 and came to the U.S. in 1917, making his Carnegie Hall debut on November 7th. Shortly after, he made his first recordings for the Victor Talking Machine Company, and we heard one from December 19, 1934. Accompanied on piano by Isidore Akron, that was Pablo de Sarasate's Zapateado. Zapateado translates as the cobbler and is formally Danza Española No. 6, Opus 23, No. 2, from the third of Sarasate's four books of Spanish dances published in 1880. We heard from Australian bass baritone singer and songwriter Peter Smith Dawson just a few weeks ago with Root Marchin. But surprisingly, there he was again with The Cobbler's Song from the musical comedy Chu Chin Chow, music by Frederick Norton. That's from HMV B3772, 
recorded somewhere around 1929 or 30. Chu Chin Chow is based on the story of Alibaba and the Forty Thieves and premiered at His Majesty's Theatre in London on August 3, 1916. You had 2,238 chances over five years to catch it. I mentioned that it's just as well these cobbler songs weren't included in the same segment as last week's shoemakers segment. Some people assume that cobblers and shoemakers are the same profession, but I say nay-nay. In the past, shoemakers, called cordwainers in England, were highly skilled craftsmen and artisans who made shoes from brand new leather. Cobblers were those who mended and repaired shoes and were in fact forbidden from using new leather for repairs. The first English cordwainers arrived in America in 1607 and settled in Jamestown, Virginia. It was a serious insult to call a shoemaker a cobbler, and there are still skilled shoemakers making bespoke footwear. Not for me, but they're out there. Have a particular song or artist you'd like to hear on Rapidly Rotating Records? Well, you can send your requests and your comments about the show by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or send cards or letters to Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. That's glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. You're all no doubt familiar with the Tournament of Roses Parade, which has taken place in Pasadena, California, each New Year's Day since 1890. Unfortunately, it's been canceled for 2021, but there's another Pasadena parade which did take place this past week, albeit virtually, streaming online. Back in 1978, a group of friends sitting in the Loch Ness Monster Pub in Pasadena came up with the idea for an irreverent alternative to the Rose Parade, which they called the Pasadena Doodah Parade. Just as in the Rose Parade, some of the unique participants in the farcical and flamboyant event have been drill teams, including the shopping cart, lawnmower, and precision briefcase drill teams, and my favorite, Claude Rains and the 20-man Memorial Invisible Man marching drill team. Then there's the Men of Leisure synchronized nap team, rolling down Colorado Boulevard in reclining chairs, and the Committee for the Right to Bear Arms, a group that marches in precise formations while carrying mannequin arms. The official band of the parade is Snotty Scotty and the Hankies, and one of the signature events during the parade is the throwing of tortillas into the crowds lining the parade route. I've had the great pleasure to attend the parade in person, so in honor of the Pasadena Doodah Parade, here are a couple of Doodah songs, beginning with Lennon's Southern Serenaders, who have the Doodah Blues. Thank you. 
ladies sing this song. Camp Town race back five miles long. Oh, I come down there with my hat caved in. I go back home with a pocket full of tin. Why in the run all night? Why in the run all day? I'll bet my money on the bobtail leg. Somebody bet on the bay. Why in the run all night? Why in the run all day? I'll bet my money on the bobtail leg. Somebody bet on the bay. Long-tailed Billy and the big black horse, oh, do da da do da the blind and track and the boat cut across, oh, do da da The blind horse digging in the big mud hole, oh, do da do da da The cat touch bottom with a ten-foot pole, oh, do da da Wind to run all night, wind to run all day. I'll bet my money on the bobtail neck, somebody bet on the bay. Wind to run all night, wind to run all day. I'll bet my money on the bobtail neck, somebody bet on the bay. Old muley cow, come on to the track. Do-da, do-da. And the bobtail fling her over his back. Oh, do-da, day. Then they fly along like a railroad car. Do-da, do-da. Running a race with a shooting star. Oh, do-da, day. <laughs> Money on the bobtail neck, somebody bet on the bay. See them flying on the ten-mile heap. Round the racetrack, ten mid feet. Oh, I win my money on the bobtail neck. I'll keep my money in an old tote bag. Why in the run all night? Why in the run all day? I'll bet my money on the bobtail neck, somebody bet on the bay. The original sheet music, published in February of 1850 by F.D. Benteen of Baltimore, Maryland, shows the title as Camp Town Races and describes it as a favorite Ethiopian song. It's also known as Decamp Town Races, the Doodah Song, or, as on the label of Victor 19290, Gwine to Run All Night, written by Stephen Foster. That was Wendell Hall, backed by the Shannon Quartet on February 8, 1924. They recorded four takes on January 24th with banjo player Lawrence Rizzoli, conducted by Edward T. King. Those were all rejected, but they finally got it right on take six with Frank Reno on banjo, conducted by Rosario Bordone. We started that doodah duo with Lennon's Southern Serenaders with Doodah Blues, written by Fred Rose and Eddie White. That's from Regal 9200, recorded on or around February 24th, 1921. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and every single one of our previous shows are also available 24-7 on demand anytime at all online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. It's time now for another episode of One Thing, One thing in, in Common. 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 
That's where we play a set of records which seemingly have nothing whatsoever to do with each other, and yet have one thing thing in common. And here to start off this edition of One Thing in Common is Arthur Collins.
I love Sunday because that's when Rapidly Rotating Records is on. And that was Isham Jones' Rainbow Orchestra with I Love You Sunday, written by Charlie Strait and Charles F. Byrne. That was recorded around October of 1920 and issued on Brunswick 5031. The banjo passages were played by Charles McNeil, and the piano passages were played by Alfred Eldridge and Walter G. Gus Henschen as Carl Fenton. Before that, being heard for the first time on the show, Nat Brusiloff and his Lido Venice Orchestra with Out of a Clear Blue Sky, a relatively obscure tune by Harold Arlen, with the only other vintage recording I know of by the Colonial Club Orchestra, with Irving Kaufman singing the Ted Kohler lyric. This recording wasn't from a commercial 78 at all, but a single-sided, 12-inch, center-start 78 produced in mid-to-late 1930, by the Judson Radio Corporation for use on syndicated radio broadcasts. The orchestra had nothing whatsoever to do with any Lido club or restaurant, and certainly not the ultra-fashionable beach resort in Venice, Italy. We started off this edition of One Thing in Common with Arthur Collins and I Got to See the Minstrel Show, from Tin Pan Alley songwriters Vincent Bryant and Harry Von Tilzer. It was apparently a pretty popular song because Arthur Collins recorded it for about ten different labels. The record we heard is from a late 1907 or early 1908 disc on the Busy Bee label supplied by Columbia to the O'Neill James Company. It was founded in Chicago by Arthur J. O'Neill, Winifred B. James, and Sherwin N. Bisbee, hence the Busy Bee label. In 1904, if you bought $10 worth of Busy Bee Cylinder records, you got a free Busy Bee Cylinder phonograph, which was manufactured by Columbia, but had a non-standard mandrel, so you couldn't play regular cylinders on it. So, what do those three very different records have in common? Well, they're all from CDs nominated for a 2021 Grammy Award in Category 67, Best Album Notes. Tim Brooks wrote the 56-page notes for the two-CD set on Archeophone titled At the Minstrel Show, Minstrel Routines from the Studio, 1894 to 1928. Tim certainly knows his stuff and is also the author of the book The Blackface Minstrel Show in Mass Media. Archeophone is known for their scholarly liner notes and they have a second nomination this year. Researcher Colin Hancock wrote the notes for The Missing Link, how Gus Hanschen got us from Joplin to jazz and shaped the music business. Under the pseudonym of Carl Fenton, Hanschen was musical director at Brunswick, and in 1916 he recorded six personal records, most of which were thought lost, but are included on the CD. The Rivermont Records label is also known for their extensive and detailed liner notes, and musician and researcher David Sager has received his third Grammy nomination, this time for his notes on Rivermont's two-CD set, Nat Brusiloff and his orchestra, Out of a Clear Blue Sky, 1930-1934. Brusiloff made almost no commercial recordings, but this set contains more than two and a half hours of early 30s dance music and Sager's 48-page booklet about the violin virtuoso and band leader. The 63rd Annual Grammy Awards will be presented on January 31, 2021, and we want to wish Colin Hancock, Tim Brooks, and David Sager all the best of luck. If we had anything to say about it, it would be a three-way tie, and they'd each get a Grammy. 
And, of course, you can help support this kind of scholarly research and the preservation of forgotten chapters of music history. Please visit archaeophone.com and rivermontrecords.com and check out these and other Grammy-nominated CDs as well as their complete catalogs. Like most public events, this year's West Coast Ragtime Festival was canceled, as an in-person event anyway, but through the hard work and dedication of Virginia Titchener, festival director, the musicians and volunteers from the West Coast Ragtime Society, the festival was held virtually this past weekend, and we were treated to about 15 hours of top-notch performances over three days. And the great news is that you can attend the festival online. All of the concert sessions, with the exception of the Peacherine Ragtime Society Orchestra's stage and screen spectacular, are available free of charge on YouTube. Of course, donations are greatly appreciated and go 100% directly to the musicians performing who have had their livelihoods taken from them by the pandemic. You can view the entire festival in six parts. Just go to YouTube and search West Coast Ragtime Festival 2020. You'll hear spectacular performances of some great music. And for this final segment of the show, I'm going to play at least a couple of vintage recordings of some of the tunes heard during the festival. The festival isn't exclusively performances of traditional ragtime compositions, and that's a good thing, I think. In his third appearance at the festival, multi-instrumentalist Matt Tolentino played E.T. Paul's Ben-Hur Chariot Race March on his primary instrument, the accordion. Here it is, performed by Sousa's band. Thank you. 
Souza's band under the direction of Arthur Pryor with the Ben-Hur Chariot Race March, composed by E.T. Paul. Souza's band recorded it in 1902, also under Pryor's baton, and Arthur Pryor recorded it with his own band in 1904, but this was Victor 17110, waxed May 16, 1912. Frederick Hodges is one of the world's foremost authorities on George Gershwin, and one of the pieces he played at the festival was Gershwin's less well-known Scandal Walk. He gave some detailed information about the piece, which is included in the online festival. Here's Scandal Walk, performed by the Yerkes Bluebird Orchestra. From a 1920 Canadian HMV 78, number 216197, York's Bluebird Orchestra with George Gershwin's Scandal Walk. The Bluebird in York's Bluebird Orchestra refers to the Bluebird Cafe in Montreal, where the band played. 
1920, Roy Bargi composed eight piano syncopations, including O Me O My, which may have actually been written by Charlie Street. It's apparently not been published or commercially recorded other than as a piano roll by Bargi himself. Our friend Vincent Matthew Johnson played it at the festival and did a fine job, as you'll hear in the online festival, but here it is, played by the composer. how to end a segment on ragtime and end a show. Roy Bargi on a 1920 imperial piano roll with his composition, Oh Me Oh My. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always... I thank you for your very kind attention. Ha ha ha!